0: Welcome to episode 17 of the Panenka View. We are down the line, one, two months down the line and we are so excited to bring you yet another episode. It's been a cracking week in the world footballing world. Jose Mourinho is gone, Supro. I have with me my co-host Supro. And Supro, the masala man is gone. So apparently the masala that we built for 16 episodes, so we have to take a break from it. It feels so awful, man. Yeah, we don't have a masala man anymore and... I don't think there's any other
1: manager in the Premier League who can match <laughs> Jose Mourinho's unsanitized version of telling uh, telling things as it is. So the Premier League, I hope someone else appoints a Mourinho-like type manager.
0: And we um, that reminds me, there's uh, uh, Southampton, the Southampton manager that has been brought in. I'm still yet to, uh, you know. Uh, be familiarized with his name, Ralph Hassenhutl, Hotel, yeah. And that clock uh, part two, maybe more yellow teeth. But guys, the episode we are on this episode, we are basically going to be uh, reviewing the Carabao Cup semi finals. We are going to talk about Ole Gunnar Sosha, the only Gunnar to have won a European trophy. Oops, <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal fans don't come at me, man. And we are obviously going to preview the Premier League games from the weekend with all the top 6 in action on Saturday and Spurs on Sunday. Well, my voice reminds and that takes us to a disappointing North London Derby Supra in the yeah. League Cup <clears throat> and Arsenal nil, Tottenham 2, so many injuries at the back, Granit Jaka again in centre-back, Koscielny again starting. Uh, what are your thoughts on the game I know, after a disappointing exit from the League Cup? Yeah,
1: when, start, uh, when I saw that Unai Emery had started Granit Jaka at the back, I was quite disappointed because I thought maybe Kushanli should have played this game. But given how Kushanli performed in the second half, I think I can understand why Unai Emery started Granit Jaka in the first half. Uh, I think Arsenal started better than Tottenham. They had the better chances. McDarian had one chance from the corner. Then he had that 1v1 one, one one chance with the Spurs goalkeeper, which he should have shot wide, but he shot it straight at the keeper. And then Spurs took their chance, which they had. A fantastic, over-the-top ball by Delhi Alito, to heung Ming Song. So, uh, Arsenal were defending high up the pitch. And it came out of a corner. Uh, I think EOB was fouled before the goal. And Arsenal appealed for it, but the referee didn't give it. It was a soft foul, so I think hmm. it's okay, hmm. I guess. Uh, and fantastic finish by Song. Uh, ran through... 1v1 with Sheik and he was the clear winner. Then Ar- yeah, Arsenal had another yeah. opportunity with Aaron Ramsey, hitting with a sweet left foot folly, which was saved brilliantly by Gazinga. And in the second half, again, similar type of goal. Spurs take a goal kick. The ball goes to Harry Kane, who chests the ball beautifully and then gave a great over-the-top ball to Dele Ali, who ran 1v1 with Sheik and then chipped it past in the bottom corner. So, uh, another mistake by Lorne Koscielny. I think he decided to rather make uh, Dele Alli off offside rather than, you know, defending him 1v1, which caused Aansov with the end.
0: And, you know, uh, both the goals were over the top. So, they clearly had a plan in mind. And yeah. they were looking for those quick passes and quick balls over the top. And they executed their part very well. And ran away 2 nil winners with, obviously, Delhi Alley doing that celebration and getting hit by a bottle. A cheap act from a fan, obviously. Yeah. You know, when we... Uh, uh, criticize them for their the banana skin the racist incident at Oba, uh, even this incident isn't racist but it's uh, not expected from a fan. And uh, Arsenal are out, but there are clearly uh, you know major alarming signs at the back because yeah. koshelny uh, no matter might be the best defender in the Emirates era, but I think it's time to you know say that his time is up. At yeah. the back, and Granit Xhaka shouldn't be at the uh, at the centre back position because that clearly restricts us in so many ways. Our pa- distribution becomes so slow, and we absolutely have nothing in the midfield. Exactly. And uh, Supro, or uh, we we can speak about the Granit Xhaka thing, you know. But the key point that I want to your comment on is Mizut Ozil yep. yet missing yet another big game, missing yet another game. Uh, via the back spasm injury, the back injury that he's uh, got. And, you know, we have lost two straight games for the first time under Unai Emery. second time actually, but two straight games, Koscielny is back, things are not looking good. Your take on the Ozil situation at the club? Yeah, I'm actually quite surprised the way Ozil has been
1: handled in the past one month because I remember uh, in November, when Arsenal played Leicester in October, sorry, when Arsenal played Leicester City and uh Ozil gave that masterful performance. Yeah. Where he scored the goal and assisted to overman for for that wonderful team goal and also gave that pass to Bellerin. Hmm. which, you know, took out four defenders and Bellerin passed it over Mango to score the goal. So yeah, Ozil was in really good form. Then in the next game was his Crystal Palace. He was taken off taken off after sixty-eight minutes. I think he had a decent game he created a couple of good chances uh, one notably to Hector Bellerin who could have scored the goal but he took an extra touch and then the goalkeeper cleared it so then after that he played against Liverpool which was another great performance by him yeah uh, defensively not at fault which for which he is very often accused of that Excellent. he is a defensive liability but mm. I think he was well, fantastic was his Liverpool yeah and then he was uh, played against Wolves and then I think he didn't play against Bournemouth and yeah. that's where it all started when he was uh, benched against Bournemouth. Yeah. Then he, he wasn't even in the squad against Tottenham due to a back spasm. Same against, same against Manchester United. Then he wasn't even in the squad was Huddersfield. And then he was started at, against Carbuck, I guess, to give him some minutes. And then he came on for the last 25 minutes of Southampton where clearly he was not very effective. And one would say that he was at fault for the third goal when he tried a dummy in the middle of the pitch. But Southampton you know, intercepted at dummy and they score the goal out of it. So, I think Unai Emery is disappointed by the in the way in the manner in which Mesut Ozil has been performing. Absolutely. Uh, and I think he has also learned from the fact that in PSG, when he had big players in Neymar, Marco Verratti and Thiago Silva, there was an issue with the power struggle in the dressing room. Yeah. And there were also suggestions that Unai Emery had lost the dressing room because of players like them. So, I think he has learned that lesson from PSG and uh, as a result, he is... He's trying to make sure that Arsenal, there's no such case with Mesut Ozil and or any other big player.
0: And, you know, Supro so 350k a week, that feels absolutely disappointing, you know, to have such a player, but, you know, not see him on the field and even in such big games. While, uh, you know, my take on this Carabao exit is that, you know, we were, we are solely focusing on top four and Europa and we might go a long way in Europa. Yeah. But such uh, games are like, you know, uh, such games would have added to us, such games would have, you know, added the fixture list. So, I'm pretty... Uh, sure that, you know, Unai Emery has to, you know, tweak some things for Burnley because the league game now matters a lot, yeah. you know, especially after we lost to Southampton and we have a five point gap uh, with Spurs. And we, before we move on to something else, Supro, Ramsey uh, leaving at the end of the season, do you see this Ozil situation uh, actually bring about a U-turn in Ramsey's situation?
1: Uh, maybe But I think Unai Emery Has made it pretty clear That Ramsey has no future At the club And and the way in which Ozil's situation is going on I think it might Apply the same for him as well uh, Last night he said that Ozil has been left out Because of a tactical decision And I Couldn't understand it Because when you play Alex Vivobi, yeah, Who after showing Early promise in the season Has again gone back To square one Where he was last year mm. Where you know he wasn't performing To the level That is expected of him I think Mesut Ozil deserves a place in the starting lineup at Arsenal. And as far as the centre-back situation goes, back in the summer I disagreed with the uh, with the situation where Callum Chambers was loaned loan to Fulham when we yeah. cl- when we were clearly short of centre-backs. Yeah. yeah. And Koscielny was supposed to come after a seventh month layoff. And to be honest, I expected Koscielny to make some mistakes early in the season. Absolutely. When- so, that was a bad decision by Arsenal, especially when we didn't buy another centre-back in the summer. Now, we are looking for a centre-back in January and January is usually a difficult time to buy players because clubs don't want to release their best players or even players that can contribute to the squad given it's such a crucial stage in the season. So, there are some things Arsenal have to, you know, make amends in the winter winter window. Hmm. And I don't think Ozil will leave this season. That's not going to happen. But in the summer, you know, things
0: might look bleak for him. And, you know, Mkhitaryan at 200k per week makes me want to think why Ramsey cannot get a big contract and why can't he, you know, stay at the club. A guy who's absolutely been through everything uh, after coming to Arsenal, that leg break and then, you know, two FA Cup winners and uh, he's done so much for the club. He's already a legend in many eyes and uh, Arsenal clearly are in a mini-crisis, I would say, at the back. You know, their defence was not particularly a, uh, to- a good talking point. But they are clearly in crisis. Mustafi gets injured. Mm. You know, Hector Bellerin limped off. And, you know, you, you are already shot. And then you have these injuries. And we've got Stefan Littsteiner. But, you know, let's face it, he's 34. And, you know, he can't be starting all the games. Yeah. And we are not sure how, you know. And with that squad, we have to really get, go for a winger... A centre back and maybe you know a centre back is the biggest, the best, biggest priority at the moment.
1: Yeah, link to Nicholas Pepe from Lille. So they so, want them yeah, left-footed near. winger. We need one. So yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And what do you think about uh, Poward? the defender, French defender, Poward. Yeah, I, but I read that he he supposed
1: to join Bayern Munich in the summer. So, but if he's available, we should go for him. He was he was stellar in the World Cup.
0: Absolutely. So guys, Arsenal nil, Spurs two. It's been a disappointing uh carabao cup exit for the gunners and they are very short at the back and uh moving on to chelsea bournemouth who won obviously chelsea winning 1-0 and that led to a draw of the carabao cup semi-final which means that tottenham will be facing chelsea and city have burton so super predictions for the champions league uh, for the sorry for the carabao cup final
1: uh
0: i think it will be tottenham versus
1: manchester city and
0: manchester city will retain their carabao cup title Oh, yeah. bold prediction from Supro Supro. No uh, chance of uh, Spurs uh, Chelsea beating Spurs in the semis. Uh, might happen, but I think this Spurs side have a rigor in them that they want to
1: win a title uh, so badly because they have been accused of not turning up in the big games and bottling up situations where they could end up winning a trophy. So I think they would like to at least enter the final, but Manchester City are too strong this season. So I don't see them beating them. But it's football,
0: so anything can happen. And that's about it from the Carabao Cup and the final four are Manchester City, Burton, Tottenham, Hotspur and Chelsea. And moving on to the hottest news in the week, the hottest, <laughs> the spiciest, you know, in someone's word, spicier than re- kurkure, red chili chatka. <laughs> but ole, ole. <laughs> Jose is gone. Jose yeah. is gone. I'm really sad, you know, I- at <laughs> least should have relegated the club sold Pogba, Lukaku and everyone and you know gone but Jose is gone Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is in we were you know we were talking about Pochettino, uh, Jardim um, Zidane and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been appointed as the caretaker he will mm-hmm. be taking care he will be the caretaker with Mike Phil and Michael Carrick you know and uh, uh, 24 million is it they had to pay yeah. to Jose so 7 million to Maldé. Uh, so to you know, compensate on uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is what I read recently, just ten minutes back on Sky Sports. So, so. that's like thirty million pounds spent on you know getting rid of a manager and getting a new one. Mm-hmm. Supro, so, what are, what are your thoughts on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's appointment, and what do you think? How will this impact the squad?
1: Uh, when Edward Woodward released a statement about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer being appointed as Manchester United manager, he clearly stated that this move has been made to unite the players and the fans, which means that things were not really rosy under Jose Mourinho and there was clearly a split inside the dressing room. There was a divide between the players who wanted Jose to stay and the players who wanted Jose to leave. And obviously Paul Pogba being one of them, the main focus point in this Jose rivalry with him. And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been brought because he knows the club inside out. He has been a legend for that club. He was also the reserve academy manager. So, there have been certain players who played under him when they were younger. So, I think it makes sense to bring back a club legend to, you know, go for whatever is left in the season. They still have to play Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League. They're still in the FA Cup. They still have to finish in the top four, which which looks very unlikely at the moment. But they have to go for it. You know, because there are, there are a lot of commercial deals that are based on the Champions League performances. And yep. if they co- drop out of the Champions League, then that could affect their finances.
0: And you know, Man United versus PSG, you fancy a, a United result there? Anything could uh, happen?
1: At the moment, PSG are clear favourites, but you never know how Ole Gunnar, soldier turns things around for Manchester United?
0: Uh, United clearly uh, had to pay 30 million for him. Yeah. And that's a good point, you know, uniting the fans actually, you know, there was a split. Uniting the players actually. Yeah. Jose had lost uh, the dressing room. This is again a third season syndrome. And uh, guys, uh, you know, you can leave your comments Below, uh, you know, telling us what you feel about the Jose sacking. Ed Woodward versus Jose Mourinho will be one of those topics that will be debated for a very, very long time. And now let's turn our attentions to the Premier League. You know, the first game is a Friday night game, actually. Yeah. And it's Liverpool versus Wolves. Wolves versus Liverpool at the Molino. So, super quick, uh, you know, let's not get into the lineups. Let's just say, you know, Wolves versus Liverpool. How do you see that game turn out, pan out? Liverpool clear winners, a bit of struggle against Wolves who have been, you know, uh, performing well against the top six sides. How do you see that happen? I think
1: it will be a tough game at the Molineux Stadium, but I think Liverpool should win this game. They are coming back of an emphatic victory against Manchester United. 3-1 at home and I think they should carry forward it into the next game as well.
0: And, uh, you know, Klopp's team are clearly uh, the side that is high on confidence, high on everything, high on morale. And the uh, squad uh, unity seems so, as the squad spirit seems so high after yeah. the 3 1 win. Like, you know, they uh, took the monkey off the back beating a Jose Mourinho side in the Premier League. Also,
1: they can go five points off the table of Manchester City if they win against Wolves. So that gives them an extra motivation.
0: Yeah, like, you know, yeah, four. So, yeah, one point ahead. Oh, so, sorry, yeah, four. Yeah. Four points. So, yeah, that's absolutely. And, you know, Man City play, that takes our attention to Man City, yeah. who play Leicester. Uh, at home Crystal Palace Yeah, oh sorry Chelsea play Leicester yeah. uh, oh, Bad, bad researching <laughs> So Man City play uh, Crystal Palace And uh, how do you see Man City uh, going into that game? 3 nil, 3.5 uh, five goals, 3 goals, 6 goals You know, so that I can plan on my <laughs> FPL captain
1: yeah, anyone who has Sterling or Sané or Aguero for Any matter, any City player in their FPL They are going to have a feast They are going to have a big monanza well, Crystal Palace are obviously struggling in the lower half of the table and they are fighting for, fighting to survive relegation. And Manchester City, I don't think they will drop any points at the this season at all. They are so good. So, yeah, I think this should be a comfortable victory for them.
0: And, you know, guys, uh, Liverpool, Wolves, Liverpool, Man City and Crystal Palace and Supro, Leicester versus Chelsea. Chelsea versus Leicester at Stamford Bridge is again another game where, you know, Sarri would be looking for three points because yeah. clearly the past few weeks have been mixed for them. Where they clearly lost to... uh, Where they won against City. And, uh, you know, um, uh, it's been a mixed... It's been mixed reactions from the fans. You know, uh, like, you know, they were comfortable in that third position. But they have now dropped to fourth. And uh, Arsenal face Burnley. Hmm. And again, it is a big test for Unai Emery. I think who should realise by now that Zaka cannot start at centre-back. And that Koscielny needs benching. Really. So, uh, who do you see st- uh, the defense? Who do you see starting, uh, starting in defense for Arsenal this weekend?
1: Yeah, right. So, uh, Burnley should, uh, you know, get retain his place in the Premier League. Uh, I think Leeds-Channel will start at right back. Uh, I think uh, Unai Emery should play with the back four this time and play Nacho Montreal as left center back and Ashley Mendes Niles at left back. Yeah, I think that would be feasible for Arsenal. Socrates is obviously a center back. Colasenaj, uh, I th- I think he's still struggling with a thigh injury, and so Mustafi obviously has a hamstring injury. So one can understand why Unai Emery wants to play Grand Jack at centre back because he's short of options, but it doesn't make sense because he cannot impact the game at all.
0: Absolutely, and his best place is you know in the midfield alongside Torreira, you know driving the place, uh, transition clearly because I've been mentioning this uh, the whole season. You know his errors lead to direct goals but when he's on song and when he's directing the play he's absolutely one of the best midfielders to see i know there are swiss holes there in huh. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know the defense is clearly a concern for arsenal mm-hmm. who find themselves in fifth position and although they have a 8 point lead over united you never know in a matter of weeks if they are not consistent yeah. anything could happen and their big game against liverpool is just like you know 9 days away the next to next game week after boxing day is the next to next game after Boxing Day is Liverpool versus Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, Le- Everton versus Spurs is the Super Sunday game, mm-hmm. which is actually the topping point on the Vanin episode now. Um, Spurs are high on confidence. They have just beaten their arch rivals and uh, marched on to the Carabao Cup semi-final, and they're just high on confidence on in the league, aching out those one-nil result. How do you see Everton versus Spurs go? In whose favour? Do you see a tight game, Everton surprise or a Spurs win? Yeah, this should be a tight game, another tight game in the Premier League. Uh, Everton were
1: decent against Manchester City and I think Ajay pointed out in our last video that Everton had higher XG as compared to Manchester City in the game. So, clearly they are expected to score more goals. And, you know, Richarlison also had a couple of good chances where he missed a clear header and then he went one-on-one with Edison and he blew it over the bar. Mm. So, it isn't as well as Everton are a very bad team. They're mm. a good team, but they're not clinical enough and that is something they have to address against Tottenham because if you're not clinical against Tottenham, as Arsenal have understood last last night, they can punish you and they have the players to punish you. They have Harry Kane, they have Heuming, Son, Ericsson, Dele Ali, Lucas Moura off the bench, Lamela off the bench... So, if Everton want to have any hope of getting at least a point at uh, Goodison Park, they have to be clinical.
0: And uh, Spurs are clearly uh, looking at, you know, getting another three points uh, against Everton. So, uh, what are your predictions from all the games, again, uh, starting with Liverpool-Wolves?
1: Liverpool should uh, defeat Wolves. Uh, Manchester City should beat Crystal Palace. I think Chelsea will also beat Leicester City because, you know, Wadi is struggling with an injury and they are lacking goals this year. And Chelsea have been good defensively at home, so they should get that result as well. Arsenal should be should beat Burnley, but they have to make sure that they beat Burnley's low block because they won't be giving any spaces to Arsenal to exploit. So Arsenal have to dig out a win against Absolutely, Burnley. Absolutely, yeah. And now yeah. we are left with Everton versus uh, uh, Tottenham, which I hope is a draw because as uh-huh. an Arsenal fan, I hope that Tottenham drop points here. Five points behind them, and we need Tottenham to drop points. So I hope it's a draw. But I'm only surprised if it's an Everton win, and even more not more surprised if it's a Tottenham win.
0: And you know, Supro Cardiff versus Man United. Oh yeah, the big the man. big game on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Ole Gunnar Sorsha taking charge. First win for him, or will there be? You know, will he have to wait for his old Trafford return? The game for United to return you, to Old Trafford. You know,
1: Cardiff was so bad this year. <laughs> Even Joseph Manchester United could have beaten them. <laughs> and now they have a managerial change. So, I think Ole Gunnar Solzhar will get his first win as a United manager. And yeah, they're defensively very bad. Cardiff City, that is. And they don't have a lot of goals in them. So, yeah, this should be a United win.
0: And you know, another uh, small talking point from the week has been the Champions League uh, draws. Yeah, yeah. And Champions League draws, as we said, Man United versus PSG. There's Tottenham versus Dortmund. A X vs Real Madrid, Lyon vs Barcelona, Liverpool versus Bayern is the most mouth-watering clash, according to me. Biggest game. Atletico Madrid vs Juventus. This is like Spain versus Italy, <laughs> and a battle of bragging rights. Schalke versus Man City. So Man City clearly uh, favourites there. And then you also have Roma versus Porto. So. Bearing Man United, all the other English teams have been drawn against Germany. So, it's like England versus Germany. And so, bro, Liverpool versus Bayern is where I want your thoughts on, you know. Mm -hmm. How do you see Bayern? Actually, the question to you is, how do you see Bayern overcoming Liverpool? Because now that we know Liverpool are so high on confidence and have so much squad depth. Uh, Bayern Munich obviously haven't started the season very well and...
1: If you consider this Bayern versus this Liverpool at December, uh, Liverpool should beat them comfortably because Bayern Munich have been bad defensively. They've considered a lot of goals, and offensively they have been good, but it's defensively that where, where their major concern lies. And but they are on the up at the moment. They you know cut the gap from nine to six in the Bundesliga. Dortmund lost their game, and Bayern defeated Leipzig at home one nil. Yeah. And Liverpool are flying high. They're Top of the table, and they should stay there in December in at Christmas Day, and if it's, it remains the same come February, I think Liverpool will be favourites to win this tie, but anything can happen again. Bayern Munich have a history of turning up in Champions League games, and they it's the trophy that they covet the most. Given how many times they won the
0: Bundesliga and the German <laughs> Cup, it's like it's like you know Germany to Bundesliga to Bayern Munich. Exactly, and it's easy, just yeah. like you know Dortmund. Are uh, six points ahead, but a good point there that the lead ha- has been cut down to six again, mm. and that was a big, big win for Bayern Munich, who beat Leipzig. And uh, Super Real Madrid are the Club World Cup winners. One of the uh, tournaments where I feel you know uh, very few watch um, uh, a waste of a tournament really. See, yeah. uh, uh, and Gareth Bale got a hat trick, right? Gareth Bale <laughs> got a hat trick, and that's that's a trophy for. Uh, Solari That's uh, that's On his CV now Okay So Like we've almost di- We've discussed everything Right from the Karabao Cup To yeah. Masala Man's farewell To Oleg Gunnar Sorshar And The preview of the uh, Premier League A little bit on Liverpool Versus Bayern And the Champions League draws And guys uh, You know That brings us to the end Of episode number 17 Of the Panenka View We Will be hitting We will be completing Two months Next Week This time and it's been a very uh, exciting journey upwards. Obviously, we would like to thank all 223 subscribers who have subscribed to the YouTube channel so far. And to be very sure, I hope you've heard us on Google and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Anchor.fm. A big shout out to them who have been distributing the podcast so well. We are also at Podbean and Spotify, Pocketcast, Radio Public. You ask and we are there. So, I hope you enjoy uh, listening to us. We, have, we As we said, we are going to be coming out with a lot more surprising content. And uh, we are going to do, uh, be doing regularly some extra videos on YouTube, exclusive to YouTube, as per your demand. So, I hope you enjoy listening to this episode. I am your host Prasad Duttkar and co-host Suprateem Gupta signing out. Hello, bye.